Good morning, everyone. Unfiltered, unpolished, uncut with your girl, Alba Nouveau, for your day-to-day topics, variety of topics, and maybe a little gossip. <laughs> I just wanted to stop by and say good morning to everyone. What are you up to? What are you up to? Um, what am I up to? I just had an amazing waffle sandwich. <laughs> That's where you're just lazy, grab two waffles, stick it in a toaster, and then pull it out, put some cheese on it really quick so it melts into the waffle, and about a slice of ham, and you just sandwich those bad boys together and just scarf away that's that's what i have for breakfast i'm about to go make myself a cup of coffee but i wanted to stop by and say hi to you guys say good morning let's let's get started with those call-ins huh let me know what you're having for breakfast or if you're getting up late what are you having for lunch i know it's super early right now for people in the states it's what what time is it i don't even know what time it is it's 11 a.m so about the East Coast, we're talking about 6 a.m. And to be honest with you, unless you're working, I don't think anybody's up. <laughs> Everybody's still hungover from the Friday night drinks. So I just want to go through my Twitter really quick. Because this is what I normally do in the morning to catch up on crazy news. Because something crazy always happens while I sleep. <clears throat> Did you hear that lady who um, knocked over over $200,000 worth of art? by taking a selfie have you guys seen those videos where they show people who are taking a selfie right before they die like that is so messed up to know they took their own last picture it's crazy life life is short as short as a selfie but I wanted to know why is this $200,000 worth of art not secured to this floor why is it not I don't know in in some sort of a vault or I guess you can't really say too much because it's an art installation so they just you know put it a certain way to to make it look crazy but I'm just wondering like why wouldn't you at least have the stands uh, be stable stabilized maybe to the floor it would make sense because then you would ha- you would think ahead and say hmm well if I put this here anybody can knock it over and chances are you don't want that to happen so who's at fault here who do you think did this um, who do you think is fault because of this you have whoever did the art installation or, or because she needed to take a selfie maybe she didn't think that it would move that's uh, something to start off your breakfast with. Think about that. Let's get these call-ins rolling. Let me know what you're doing today. Let me know what your plans are. We don't have to go into specifics. Don't worry, I won't come follow you and find you what you're doing and, you know, maybe bug you a bit. Not for stalkerish reasons. Just, <laughs> just let me know what you're up to. So... For now, I'm going to go make myself a cup of coffee, and I hope you join me. Alpa Nouveau out. Hello, everyone. Alpa Nouveau here. Welcome to the podcast, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. It is July 15, and I'm hoping everyone is having a wonderful Saturday evening. It's Saturday night here. It's about 10-something. going to be 11 p.m., 
and uh, just wanted to share with you something that's really like racking my brain right now. I recently watched Boss Baby. Now a lot of you are probably gonna laugh, be like, "Oh, that is so old! Like that happened like months ago." Blah blah. blah. <laughs> but I just got to it, and it's one of those things when you're a stay-at-home mom. Sometimes it takes you a while to see movies, but um, I didn't have to go to the theater to see it, so. I was able to enjoy it from the comfort of my own home and I was able to watch it with my son and my husband and I really did enjoy the film but as I am watching this I had this dark theory just come over me and I started thinking about this movie in a totally different way I'm the type of person nowadays who sadly can't enjoy a movie without analyzing it <laughs> maybe it's a curse I don't know but I, I had to go there so I want to go into talking about these this dark theory that I have and I don't know if anyone else had it at the point when I started to analyze it I've never seen reviews of the video or the movie or anything and I hadn't read any articles until after I saw the movie and came across even some more information that solidifies what I was thinking so let's get into what I was thinking while I was watching this movie it all starts off with, oh, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Boss Baby, please go listen to another podcast, because I am going to be giving basically the whole movie here, so <laughs> if you haven't seen Boss Baby, then please don't listen. This is the one time I'm going to tell you to not listen to me. <laughs> so well, let's go ahead and get started. When the parents are with the kid and they're singing him to sleep you know he he's seen having so much fun with the parents and whatnot somewhere along the line that i missed it that my husband actually pointed out while they're playing around it almost looks like she had a baby bump now in the beginning of the movie when they're putting him to bed they have this song that they sing to their son and the song is uh, Blackbird by Paul McCartney and it's obviously the Beatles and normally sang solo by Paul McCartney but I think John Lennon also has some credits for it the other thing is that um, it's from the White Album 1968 White Album and Blackbird has some some crazy lyrics Blackbird I'm gonna read them to you Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, you were only waiting for this moment to arise. Now, this song was created speaking upon civil rights in the 1960s, the relationships between um, black people and white people and everything that was going on with civil rights. It's, it's a weird song to sing to a seven and a half year old child. But um, nonetheless, it is soothing. It does sound very soothing. But it was just one of those weird songs to sing to a child. The baby... Uh, we're going forward a little bit later. The baby arrives at the house alone in a taxi. And the parents aren't obviously bringing him in. It's when he gets to the door that he sees that the parents are at the door. And when they open the door to introduce the baby as the baby brother, they don't really give a name to the child. 
and I'm gonna come back to all of that but I want to specify to you what my theory is so then I can come back and explain the points of how I'm getting to this theory I believe that boss baby was never there I also believe that the kid is adopted it's not their child stay tuned to the rest of that whoa 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 is your mind blown yet <laughs> some of you who probably listened to the previous recording are probably thinking to yourself what the hell did she just say yes exactly what I said I believe and hopefully if you're listening to this podcast you've already seen the movie so you obviously know I'll be giving away spoilers and you already know what the movie's about what the premise is about what the plot of the story is about but I'm going more in depth so in my last recording I said to you that I believe that boss baby never existed and I believe that the boy is adopted I'm gonna continue with them talking about the movie and then I'll come back with the points I'll be going back and forth so it's a bit of a mixture so bear with me so like I was talking about before in the beginning of the movie they sing this song to him which I think is very awkward for them to sing about and when you look at the mother she is wearing what looks like a pink uh, dress or a pink nightgown and she does look like she has like some sort of a bump like a baby bump because she looks bigger and I don't know if it's due to the dress I'm assuming that she's pregnant oh she is pregnant because if you watch sorry I just <laughs> I just watched the clip back again you can see her tummy kind of balls up a bit when they all hug him to go to bed okay so it goes back to saying that yes she was obviously pregnant when boss baby arrives at the door it takes this kid on an emotional roller coaster in believing that now that there's a new baby he won't get all the love and attention that's normally what most kids feel like but the reason why I say he's adopted is because there's other things along the movie that would make you think that obviously this child this child has some inner traumas that are seen throughout the movie but aren't really explained or put out. For example, the little boy has this little toy called Lammy Lamb. And this little toy, after you know many years a kid at the age of seven I mean there's there's many kids is to hold on to binkies and blankies and all this other stuff but for a child to be seven and a half years of age and still hold on to a toy to a plush toy with so much dedication and not something like a robotic toy or something he is invested with this toy I I am here to I'm thinking to believe that I'm left to believe is what I'm trying to say that this is his special toy that he's had with him and it's the only way that he felt love when he was alone you would think that a kid at the age of seven and a half would know how to ride a bike without the training wheels especially with as much love as these two parents are giving him you would see that 
at some point this father who loves his child so much and as he says at the beginning of the movie they've spent so much time with me even though they worked so hard they did everything they could to spend so much time with me he shows them in multiples because they were doing so much just to please him he has the feeling of his new family he mentions it's just the three of us and that is typically things that are thought about when children come from foster homes they believe they finally found a family they're happy it's just them three and it's them three against the world and now he sees himself threatened with another child coming along the way my main premise into saying that he was adopted was the fact that he does not know how to ride a bike at seven and a half without the training wheels and knowing that the parents are so loving and how they spend so much time with him makes it all come back to the point that he would have known by his age how to ride a bike if those were his real parents so that leads me to believe he's adopted and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Go ahead and stay tuned for part three of this podcast. Okay, so let's continue. Fast forward into the very beginning of the movie. At the very beginning of the movie, um, they let us know that the boy has a very wild imagination. So we know that this kid sees the craziest thing craziest of things using his imagination and children who either have been traumatized or have no other means to entertain themselves or sometimes it's a healthy thing for kids to have imagination but the parents say that he had an overactive imagination and i think a lot of times children with overactive imaginations use it to cope with traumas sadness and just a way of entertaining themselves um, but I'm not a child psychologist or anything that's just an assumption I'm making as well as you know hearing some things but um, let's go ahead and fast forward to the very introduction of the movie where the credits are rolling at the very beginning you see boss baby being bounced around from gender to gender and I think that talks a lot about how we are in society right now, where, I mean, there was a child that was born that wasn't given a gender. So the fact that the baby's being bounced around in between gender to gender, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think that that goes to show you what society is doing now with the whole gender. Are you a boy or are you a girl? And that's why I think there was that whole bouncing around a gender. As it progresses, it then later turns to, not um, after the gender, it then progresses to management or family. Going to show that people who are too busy and working hard don't go for having families. That's where there's a separation between management and family. That's why Boss Baby ends up in management just because he doesn't laugh when he's tickled or, or pinched. Um, it, but it's kind of like a, um, a hidden 
message that people who are typically in management don't have children in high places in high areas don't typically have children because they're too busy for children um, and that's why they were being separated to family or to uh, management let's go ahead and, and move forward a little bit more he ends up in management the kids in his room and this baby walks up to the door and his baby arrives and there goes that sibling rivalry at the very beginning but I believe the baby boss never arrived because I believe that his mother lost the baby I believe she had a miscarriage or complication of some sort and because everyone was expecting a baby and they may have mentioned a baby to the little boy at some point because obviously they do at the very beginning would you like a baby brother and he says no I think I'm enough he can't sleep their parents are running back and forth it's not because there was a baby I think that there was some trauma from losing a child and I think because the child has such an overactive imagination he imagined this baby brother that he never got to see. It's, it's really sad. It's really sad because a lot of people are seeing this as a, a fostering um, adoption case. But in reality, I, I think it's deeper. I think that she possibly had multiple miscarriages before having him hence the way sh they sing the song all your life you were waiting for this moment to arise blackbird singing in the dead of night and this song talks about like a civil rights but I do think there's another meaning to it in this movie I do I believe that in some cultures when someone passes away a blackbird a crow tends to take a soul over to the other world sort of sort of speak and I sorry there I got a little excited forgetting that it's five minutes recording <laughs> but as I was saying um, uh, blackbirds or crows are known to be taking souls over to another world another um, realm after they pass away leading their spirits into heaven sort of speak so I'm thinking that maybe she's had multiple miscarriages at some point and because they're always working and such hard-working parents they go as far as adopting him because they probably think that she cannot get pregnant because maybe she's had you know multiple miscarriages and obviously she's lost this baby so I do think that the little boy's imagination ran wild and the boss baby was never there he he goes through the emotions of losing his parents love uh, not being the only child anymore because that's what he was expecting knowing that she was pregnant at some point you hear when he tells the baby that their parents that their parents told him how it was and where babies came from 
so he already knew where babies came from but he didn't necessarily ever notice that she was um, pregnant or he did and his way of coping with his sadness and his emotions of losing that child that was potentially supposed to be there was to make up this baby so if you go throughout the movie they do little things they fight with each other they bicker which is the typically what is known to happen in a family where siblings have that sibling rivalry over for your parents love he does little tricks and, and, and they fight with each other. And then they come to a conclusion that for him to be able to leave, they ha he has to learn to love him and get along with him so that he's able to go to this corporation that they work for to get this so-called information about the new puppy, the new breed of puppy for some odd reason. I think there's a more deeper connection to that because these are genetically made dogs and obviously there's a secret to the fact that think about it this way most people who lose children or don't have children at all will go as far as having a pet notice as well that when you look at the house that they're in, there's never any pictures of the boy when he's younger. All the pictures that are all around the house are of him as an older child, therefore solidifying even more the fact that yes, he is adopted. He is sad and worried that, that his parents don't come to his room, but it's not because there's another child, it's because they're sad they're sad about the loss of the baby they've fallen asleep they've gone back to doing work they um they're mourning somehow the loss of their child but him as a child he doesn't really know what's going on he doesn't get the full extent of what's going on because he kind of has an idea but his way of coping with the loss was to invent this child. Pretty sad, huh? Pretty crazy. You would think that that's his way of coping with things. He finds out that the baby talks and, you know, they end up working together to get this information. Another thing that solidifies to me that he was adopted was the fact that after he catches the baby talking on the phone he starts um going into details with him about how he's gonna stay and how he's not gonna ruin it for him he also explains the whole love thing the love pattern but notice how baby boss has a file on him why would he have a file on him if he wasn't adopted stay tuned When Timothy wakes up from his sleep, he has a wizard on the side of his bed, his clock, his clock wizard, and somehow he ends up having conversations with this wizard, once again, his wild imagination. This wizard later on goes to let us know that time has passed when he mentions 
towards the end of the film, after Baby Boss has gone back to Baby Corp, that time has passed by mentioning the difference between daylight saving time and daylight, um, you know, going the clock forward and going backwards, whatever you want to call it. Letting us know that after Baby Boss goes supposedly back to Baby Core, that time has passed. I'm jumping ahead of, to, towards the end of the movie here because I'm going to be going back and forth. Um, my conclusion to that, my theory to that position there, is the fact that after they're able to take care of his deed that he has to do on earth the baby's able to go back to heaven hence when he returns he falls on a cake where he makes baby angels you know like which snow angels you do in the snow he does it in the cake the office that he has has a view and it just looks like it's in the clouds portraying this heaven-like image the golden toilet could be in reference to the golden gates that's what you as you know being a religious person when you die and you go to heaven you want to go past the the gates, the pearly gates, or the, the golden gates, they, they say it sometimes as well. Um, and that, that's a reference to the gold. And then you have the ladder that goes up to this little seat of his and his desk. And if you look at it, at some point it looks like it's little wings. So therefore I'm thinking that after they go on their adventures and find out and go to these genetically you know mutated dogs after they're able to do that where he helps his parents and saves his parents he gets the courage to do all of this using this so-called baby brother which is technically his angel he becomes an angel for his brother um, as well as the imagination for the brother in coping with things and helping him get over his fear of riding the bicycle without the training wheels and towards the end obviously saving his parents after he gets all the job done he heads back he talks to the other babies I believe let's go back to the beginning towards the beginning of the movie where the parents all together are taking pictures of all the babies the triplets the little chubby baby that always loves cookies I do believe that those babies passed away as well and that the parents aren't there to take pictures and have a play date the babe the all the people that were there was a support group a support group of families that lost children maybe I'm reaching Maybe I'm thinking a little too hard, but that's what I see. I see that they were all parents of support group of kids that had passed away as well. All those babies didn't exist. Pretty mind-boggling, isn't it? 
I, I thought was pretty mind-boggling too when I was watching the, the film. I was just like, oh, maybe I'm thinking too hard on this dark theory. But um, there might be something to this. The meeting that they have together about getting puppies is because typically that's what people who don't have children tend to do is get pets and therefore that's why children don't have any love anymore because there's no children people go for pets pretty crazy huh stay tuned to the next part okay so there's the part where he takes timothy to i think that's his name oh, i tend to forget names but Timothy is taken to baby core so he can see what it was like and he has to suck on the dummy <laughs> to get there and it's cute because they kind of have a reference to the matrix when he lands <laughs> in baby core uh, no one can see him so reference to everything that's happening there is the matrix He takes him to see everything that's going on in this so-called baby core and he explains to him at that point which kind of goes with what I was saying about the parents having kids and having animals pets puppies is what their focus was on is the fact that people tend to have pets if they don't have children and a lot of people are okay with that and this emphasizes the fact that children are losing love that there are no children because people are having pets it's pretty crazy I love the film I love the take on how they use a child's imagination he sees himself getting old with his sibling he fights with them constantly but somehow they still have to work together to get to what he wants to do which is go back to baby core because he wants to be head of baby core he wants to be the biggest boss when it comes to the day when it, they take their children to work the parents mention to him it's take your kid to work today and you get to go she speaks on it and says doesn't say you went and your baby brother get to go she just mentions they just mentioned Timothy gets to go now the guy who um, is the owner of the company I want to think that he had something to do with this whole baby core it is the fact that he had to leave baby core because he became evil he lost his innocence therefore he's he's the fallen angel in this um, story he gets to grow old and be an adult because he would have still been a baby at baby core he would have been he would have continued to be a boss in baby core if he just would have gone by the rules but it, obviously he got jealous of the girl being promoted and therefore he becomes the fallen angel so he gets to grow old and whatnot so the brothers are left to help each other out. The angel that comes down when they're trying to get their flights to Vegas just happens to be Elvis. <laughs> I 
what is what is Vegas known for being? The city of sin or something like that? I don't know. I've never been to Vegas, but I think I would like to go. So, if it wasn't for this milk, he can go back to being a baby. But um, they get everything sorted out. They're able to get the information, they're able to save the parents, and the baby ends up going back to baby core. I believe that when the baby goes back, he's able to go back into heaven. And this is at one point where his clock wizard talks to him and mentions to him about the seasons going by and the whole clock going forward like he doesn't remember how to keep time that it was confusing to him which lets us know that time has gone by since the baby went to baby core which means he was able to go back to heaven the parents were able to get over it because of the little guys who go in and embrace the memory they're able to have another child which they don't really show the parents too much after the whole saving them um, he's left alone and then they're able to come back home and bring a new baby which as soon as they say it's your new baby brother they come back with a name this is the first time that the baby brother was named where in the first time he wasn't therefore that baby never existed he is born in this new baby that he's waited for all this time Stay tuned. So we're going back into the end of the movie. The kid walks in after leaving his baby brother supposedly in a taxi going back to baby core. He walks up to his porch saying, he left as fast as he arrived. When he opens the door, he finds the little babies in the little suits with magical wands while the both parents are sleeping on the couch waving over the parents saying forget about the baby because a child not only fears about their parents forgetting about them when there's a loss in the family the best thing for them to do is not forget I don't want to say forget about the baby but this is what's being portrayed that they would forget about a baby that they lost to continue on with their lives and perhaps you know have another child It's their way of coping with losing the baby. These little minion type kids <laughs> dressed in these suits take away all of the memories, all of the memorabilia to make sure that the parents forget about the baby. But he doesn't want, he's given a chance whether he wants to forget about the baby and he chooses not to. When he arrives, he arrives as a hero. Back to baby core, you were promoted. You were promoted, so he got his wings. This is my thought of what happened with the baby. He, he got promoted because he got his wings. And if you look at the cake that he throws himself upon, he's making snow angels in the cake. And the cake itself has angels on it angels with trumpets which is known for being a symbol of babies in heaven he's gotten promoted because he got his wings that's crazy 
everything is taken away. The pictures where he's with the baby, it's because it never happened. He's just now noticing the loss because he looks at the pictures and notices that it never happened. This is this little boy's way of coping with the loss of a possible sibling. A sibling that he was waiting for. It's, it's sad in a way for this story. Obviously, if you're a child and you're watching this, you're just amazed by his imagination and everything that went on. But as an adult, you catch on to things. This little baby goes up a, a long ladder, stairway to heaven. Think about that. There's this huge ladder before he can get to his desk that resembles a bird of some sort because of the way it's shaped. He's promoted, he got his wings, he got his golden toilet, he can see the sun from his view, he's, he's, he's up in heaven. It all looks beautiful, it's what he ex was waiting for, what he expected. This was the family's way of coping, but mainly this story is about this little boy coping with the loss of having a possible sibling and coping with the fact that he is an adopted child himself. Time goes by, she gets pregnant again, and there arrives the next baby. You guys, I want you to call in to me and let me know, what did I miss? I, I, I know I talked about it earlier, I might have missed something. I want to add an article that I saw that says that um, this movie might be hard for children who are foster kids. Um, I want you guys to call and let me know what you thought about this. If you've seen it and this is the first time you ever thought about that deeply, I want you to let me know what you, what you think. Maybe you think I'm crazy because I read too deep into it. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and have a wonderful Saturday night. Looking forward to your calls. Alba Nouveau, out. Hey guys, here's that link that I wanted to share with you guys. Go ahead and read up on it. Um, I'm going to read it myself because I haven't been able to finish reading the whole article myself. So let me know what you think about this. And I'm waiting for your calls. Even if it's not tonight, I'll be responding to any calls tomorrow. Have a wonderful evening and night. And Alba Nouveau, out.